We continue on this historic tour of the Herman Manville House, home of the author of Moby Dick, with John Ward of the Lansingburg Historical Society to uncover the stories and the power of the women in early industrial America. So we've come up these stairs, this windy staircase, and this is, oh my gosh, another windy staircase, two floors. This is really how it really works. Actually, <gasps> this room is amazing. It's an attic, but it's amazing. You have everything here. So this is where all the historical stuff is. Let me see if I got the uh, I don't have the fan on. Oh, there's a casket. That's it's not a dem his. Demonst it's a demonstration casket. We had that there because... He's not in there. Now, the funeral parlor that it came from is still in business. It's over 140 years old. Really? And they're still in business, yeah. Oh, where are they? They, well, uh, this picture is taken on 2nd Avenue. That was like uh, where all the shops were. We're on 1st Avenue here. So where is it now? 3rd Avenue by uh, 110th Street. Okay. It's McLaughlin and Mason funeral home. Funny. Yeah. Look at this. There's lots of treasures up here. We have River Street because... It's River Street. That's, that's <laughs> the River Street. We tell people, be very careful when you're doing genealogy in, in Troy because Troy incorporated Lansingburg in 1900. All right. So before that... So this that, is Lansingburg, really. Yeah. So before that, that was 14th Street. Okay. Now it's 114th Street. Oh, God. Because there already was a, a 14th Street in Troy. Right, so they couldn't have two. Yeah. 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 So. Brilliant. And you've got advertisements and signs. Well, the two biggest industries in Lansingburg? Yes. Brush making. Brush making? By the 1860s, 75% of all brushes made in the United States were made in Lansingburg. Not Troy, just Lansingburg. They wiped out the, the, uh, the bristle population, and they were importing bristles from Germany and, Ch and China. What, do you, what is a bristle? The bristle is the brush. I know, but what is, is it it's from a vegetable? A, no, it's from a boar, a oh, pig. Really? Yeah, and we weren't, we were slaughtered because the population was expanding. We were, uh, you don't get good boar bristles until the boar's about three years old. And they're yummier before three. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. interesting. So, yeah. I, you know, I never knew that's yeah. where bristle came from. Yeah, well, I never knew that they, they were, this was a big brush-making industry. The second biggest industry was oilcloth. And everyone thinks of oilcloth as something you put on a picnic table. No, this was more like linoleum. Because Easier to clean. A lot of the, lot of the, the houses just had dirt floors or wood floors, and it was harder to clean. Linoleum made it much easier. The interesting thing with that is, is that this particular oil cloth manufacturer, the D. Powers and Son, it was a husband and wife. They were making lacquer one day, and there was an explosion and a fire. Mr. Powers died. Oh. Mrs. Powers got burned, and... After a year of convalescence, she was able to take over the factory. She would get on the sailing sloops 
take the finished goods down the river and they would uh, sell their goods. She came back, ran the business. When the Lansingburg Bank was about to go under, she stepped in, saved the Lansingburg Bank. If you go down to 111th Street and 4th Avenue, you'll see Powers Elementary School. And that's her. That's her. You'll also see, if you go up to 117th Street and 3rd Avenue, there's a funny-looking garage up there. It's because it was originally a church of three stories. When the congregation folded, it became uh, Powers Opera House. And then there was a fire, and they leveled the, the second and third floor off. She had bad luck with fire. Yeah. Yes, what, did, yeah. what, what oil? What, what oil? Was it whale oil? No, no. Oh, really? It would be, it'd be like linseed or... or uh, and there was a... a it's a, a very volatile. And it's, then she would weave or she would have the cloth? They, she, would, they would paint it on, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then they'd say, would they do designs and things? Well, they would have... They could imprint designs, you see? Oh, yeah, like yeah. a stencil. Yeah, yeah. Um, at 110th Street and between 100 and... 11th and 110th between 3rd Avenue and 2nd Avenue, Powers Park. She donated that. If you go up to 123rd Street and 3rd Avenue, you'll see a, a big, huge, uh, white, T-shaped apartment building. Um, that was Powers Home for Widows. What a remarkable woman. What was her name besides Powers? Her name was Deborah. Powers. That's why you never see anything other than D. Powers and Sons. She yeah. didn't want people to know the business was run by a, a woman because she thought she wouldn't be taken seriously. Now, her house is between 110th and 111th on 2nd Avenue, right across the street from Powers Park. Very simple, rambling uh, farmhouse. And... Uh, it was up for sale probably about five or six years ago. We got permission to go through it, and we, in fact, we used it as a house tour uh, one year when we ran a house tour. And uh, it was like a Quaker was living there. Everything plain and simple. She hmm. was a remarkable woman. Well, she lived to be 100. A remarkable woman these days, but extraordinary in those days. Well, there was a yeah. lot of powerful women in up Troy. Mrs. Russell Sage. Well, there you go. She got back at him. Very good. Very. He didn't believe in. He didn't. Mr. Sage did not believe. He was probably the second richest man in America. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of shady deals, stock manipulations. Uh, he and uh, Jay Gould, you know, the, the robber barons that were manipulating uh, purchasing of trains. Yeah. So there was a lot of hanky business. Yeah, he, he did not believe that women should be educated. He didn't think much of women, except for the ones he got pregnant, who were the maids uh, in, his, in his house, and they would suddenly disappear. Um, if you go up to Oakwood Cemetery and look at a sage's uh, gravesite, you won't be able to find it. His name is not on it. And next to that is a bench, slightly tilted, with the face of Medusa, and the snakes in the middle of the bench. His first wife is buried in back. Uh, Mrs. Sage is buried in Oakwood Cemetery, but in Syracuse. Her stone, plain and simple. 
plain and simple. Mm. Yeah. Let's see, 29 is it or 59? I, I've lost the number now. I think it's 29. Different halls and colleges across the United States are named Russell Sage Hall. Even though he was such a dastardly man? Yes, yes. And dastardly is a very nice way of saying it. Yeah. I was careful, way. yeah. <laughs> Gotta can have you guess, where is that? Well, that's not Saratoga Springs You're race right. course. It's not. It's not. It's Rensselaer Park. 1857 to about uh, a little after the First World War. 42 acres, harness racing, chariot racing, thoroughbred racing, airplanes landing and taking off, balloon ascensions, an amusement park. Where is it? Where is it? Between 111th and 107th Street from 5th Avenue all the way up to what used to be the railroad tracks. It's now a bike path. It's no longer there. It was torn down, and now there's Rensselaer Park School, and that's why they call it Rensselaer Park School. Amazing. If you go up to Oakwood, okay, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you do the outer loop. Yes, yes. There's a place there you pull off the car. Yeah, yeah. And there's stanchions that tell you what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. And if you look down... Yes. You, you will see where the high school kids of yes. today race around that track. And that was it? That's very similar to where that was. Oh, that's, oh, that's fascinating. Also, too, when you're up there, take a walk over to where the uh, crematorium is, between the chapel and the bell tower. Yes. There's a, there's a little breezeway. And you can see the uh, Cohoes Falls from there. Um, are you a historian? No, no. I just, I, I love history. I'm a reader. I, I, you give me a matchbook and I'll start reading that. Um, <laughs> well, usually I'm up here and, and then so, I... But he rode up here? No, he didn't no, right here. No. That was one flight down. One flight down and that was what their, where their den was. And, you know, they were all fairly well educated. He was classically yeah, yeah. Educa- educated well, yeah. in Albany Academy for, for boys. Um, Same Albany yeah. Academy that's there today. Yes. Yeah. Wow! What a history. Okay, I'm gonna. Just I'm coming down, down yeah. this. Uh, this room here is the same as it is upstairs. And that's where he that's rode him. Where they went right. Yeah. It, did it yeah. have a bay window at the time? No, no, no. Just a just a regular window out. This was all added. This on. was a, what, yeah. eight by ten, maybe six by eight. Yeah, pretty small. The tiny. Well, at least you can focus on what he was reading and yeah. writing. This has been Andrea Cunliffe with John Ward at the Herman Manville House in Lansingburg, New York.